I don't really have anything for a cold opener. I don't know what it would be. I can hear you breathing very heavily through your nose. <laughs> yeah, that's it up. <clears throat> I feel awful after eating at McDonald's. <sighs> the two yeah. cheeseburgers, chicken nuggets, and fries are getting into my stomach and just sitting there. I can feel it. This was one of the worst McDonald's experiences. Perhaps we'll talk about it after. Yes. But McDonald's, why do you, why do we go back? <laughs> Welcome back to the Two Justins Podcast, a show where co-workers and friends Justin and Justin talk about Seinfeld, soccer, and three random questions each and every week. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm doing good, man. I, uh, Except for the aforementioned McDonald's. Oh, yeah, that was rough. It was the worst McDonald's experience, probably. It's funny, though, because you went back and used self-order and just didn't work very well. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. later. Yeah, that'll be one of our topics. I feel like every time I go to McDonald's, I order way too much food. It happens to me when I go to Chick-fil-A, too. Mm -hmm. I always order a sandwich plus chicken nuggets, and I did that at McDonald's today as well. A sandwich plus chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A. Every time. I always get like a normal sandwich and then a piece chicken nugget with the fries That's a large half lemonade, half sweet tea. That's a lot of food. Yeah, and when I'm eating it, I know I'm full, but then I want to finish it. But then, like, an hour later, I'm struggling. Yeah. And that happened today with McDonald's Gosh. as well. Two, Kate, che- two cheeseburgers, chicken nuggets, and french fries. One of Katie's biggest pet peeves is when I am full, but there's still food left, and it tastes good, and I want to eat all of it. So that's her pet peeve about you. Yes. It's because, interesting. It doesn't affect her any. Well, except she has to hear me afterwards be like, <laughs> oh. I feel so so. gross. Yeah, I told you so. Uh, Uh, Or complain that I have, like, a little kid tummy ache. Like, oh, my tummy hurts. That's funny. She has, like, no sympathy for you at that that point. She's like, well, I tell you to stop eating. Yeah, yeah. Like, But I paid for it. I paid paid the money for that. Especially if it's, like, a payway. Yeah. Can't let that go to waste. No. You got to eat all of it. All those peanuts and that uh, Mm -hmm. pad thai. If she's got a little bit left in her plate, too, I'm going to try to eat that. <laughs> We're not letting any of this go to waste. Oh, man, marriage is going to be so good for you. <laughs> uh, it'll be a learning experience, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, five days. Yeah. Your whole world just about to change in five days. I know. It's going to change a for lot. For the better. For the better. <sighs> I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of things for us to follow up on. Um, one, obviously, it's been a great World Cup so far, uh, which it's been very surprising. We'll get more into depth on that yeah. in just a moment. But the other thing I wanted to mention was that uh, we haven't been able to record yeah. for... Like a week, two weeks. Yeah, basically two we weeks. We recorded on Sunday. And then you were gone for a week and then... Things have been busy this last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so so you're gone. I just wanted to see how that how that trip yeah. went. It was great. We went to I don't know if we talked about it, but uh went um, to California yeah. for a camp. For a church camp. Church camp. Yeah. With our high school students. And yeah, it was really good. I w I'm gonna talk about it tonight as well, but no issues as far as like I don't know, I, I always get nervous going to those camps because you're taking hundred and thirty unsupervised. Well, they're supervised. Yeah. But not by their parents. And there's one to ten ratio in adults. Right. So that's like having ten kids. And they have a lot of freedom uh, where we were at. So They could I'll, sneak off and rob a bank. You got to yeah, watch them. You wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know. But uh, San Diego State University is huge, <coughs> which is where we stayed. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm always nervous before those camps to, like, just make sure kids are listening and being where they're supposed to be and, and all of that. But – um, we had like no issues this year. It was really good and nice. So that's it, good. It was a good trip. The weather was low seventies, mm-hmm. low to mid seventies. Then you get off the bus here and it's 105. It's pretty rough. Yeah. But it was awesome. It was a great trip. Didn't get to watch any of the world cup that whole week. Mm-hmm. The only downside was I just kept getting my foot mob notifications like, Ugh. Did you try I to sneak away? I wish I was away? watching these games. I tried to find a spot where they would be on, 
and I could not find any spot. Like there was a bunch right. of restaurants on campus, but um, the times that they're on, like at 7 a.m., like I'm not going to be able to get up and find a place to watch it. And then at 11, I mean 11 maybe, 11 o'clock games. But, yeah, I didn't get to watch any of them, which was really a bummer. So, But it was a good trip all around. Well, awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to follow up on that. Yeah. I don't think we had anything else to follow up on. No, not at all. So, I think so, without further ado, we can jump into the next segment, and that is three right. random topics, topics, yes, topics, yes, topics, yes. topics. I'm going to sample that and just... Topics. Awesome. You go first. Okay, so my first... you have a couple, and I only have one. Well, we have the McDonald's one. Oh. So, so I've got one, we got the McDonald's yeah. one. I guess I have one then. The, I only have one. The McDonald's one was was organic, so we can start with that one. Oh, McDonald's. Where did it all go wrong? It went gone it went wrong when you tried to order yourself at that <laughs> kiosk. And you did it the last time we went and it was the worst experience. Well, I mean, like in general, I feel like the experience at McDonald's has just gone downhill Dwindled. over the years. Food the, quality is basically the same. Basically the same. Prices are like double the price and uh the value menu is no longer dollar it's like yeah it's a dollar 39 they're like value menu do you want a three dollar <laughs> sandwich Where, when is that value Just put that as a meal yeah, exactly uh so yeah the the costs have gotten more and the quality has stayed the same and i feel like the overall experience has just went down the tubes. Mm -hmm. I feel like the menu's basically unreadable. They're just trying to put out... It's all over the place. It's all over the place. They're just trying to put expensive promotional things in front to get you to buy it. And you're like, I uh, I used to have this thing here uh, for the last decade called the McDouble. Is that even on this <laughs> menu anymore? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's that, way over in that corner. Yeah. Way over there. Yeah. If it's even on the physical menu, yeah. it's, you're, you're now, like, ordering off of secret menus and well, yeah. stuff. Well, the number two for the longest time was two single cheeseburgers mm -hmm. with French fries and a drink. No longer on the menu. The number two has been replaced with something different. But you can still order that meal, the two cheeseburger meal. But you just, yeah, same thing. You can't see it on the menu. Yeah, I used to get a McDouble meal. And uh, that was super cheap, and it was great, and then they stopped doing it. Did you know there's a difference between a McDouble and a double cheeseburger? Yeah, only one slice of cheese. Yeah, I never knew that until, like, I don't know. And then they, they have the triple cheeseburger now. Which I, you got today. Which I got today. But I can't tell. I can't remember. I think they only do two pieces of cheese. In between the patties? They're trying to, yeah, they're just trying to skimp that extra. It's like, how can you skimp any more than what McDonald's already is? I, I remember the first time I realized mcdonald's was cheap like i've been asked to pay for condiments at mcdonald's uh but barbecue sauce every time yeah quarter i'm like what you're like <laughs> what other restaurant is this cheap you're so cheap mcdonald's yeah chick-fil-a gives me all the sauce i want it's like, many i always get like eight of them and i never use them all yeah i know me too <laughs> i feel bad but it's like at least they're giving like every time i order honey roasted barbecue i'm like can i have uh, like five hundred five roast honey roasted barbecue. I know how many I want, but I'm trying to sound nice, so I say uh, like five roast honey roasted yeah, barbecue. Yeah. But then I count one, two, three, four, five. Make sure I got all five there That's because right. I know if I don't, if I have four, I'm going to be short. I'm yeah, going to be short yeah. sauce. Yeah. So, and the the overall experience has been awful. The cleanliness of that McDonald's was awful today. Yeah. As well. it, we can get to that in a second. I have a little bit more on the oh, on the sorry, sauce. Go ahead. <laughs> Taco Bell is the exact opposite end of the spectrum. McDonald's is super stingy and cheap and going to try to give you nothing. Taco Bell just doesn't care. Well, they put them out for you to grab yourself. Well, the number of times I've gone through a Taco Bell drive-thru and said, I got one beefy five-layer burrito, and they said, do you want any sauce? I said, yes, one fire, and it's a handful <laughs> of fire sauce. Like I'm throwing away a dollar worth of sauce here, Taco Bell, yeah. for an 89-cent burrito. So my grandfather, uh, my mom's side, his name's Chuck, mm -hmm. uh, him and my grandma, they do, they do carry out a lot because he works late. So he'll, like, pick it up on his takeout. He'll pick it up on his way home, and, then, and it's always fast food. Like, Bird came. They go to Taco Bell a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, he always gets all the condiments, like, all the things, the, the sauces or whatever else. But he never uses them all because they give him so many, especially from Taco Bell. 
And in his pantry, there is a bag full yes. of condiments from like different restaurants. And by far, the most in there is Taco Bell, oh, mild, medium, and hot sauces. They're probably expired. Fun. I'm past sure five they're years, disgusting. But yeah. he uses them still. Oh, he like it. Just there's the a hot, massive the hot sauce I could see, but like like the mayonnaise yeah. or the mustard. Ooh. He keeps them all, and I think he thinks. Ooh. In my head, I'm wondering. I know it probably isn't true. Like, is he refilling his strawberry or his uh, ketchup, mustard, <laughs> mayonnaise packs <laughs> at the house? Like, man, Grandpa took it to a whole nother level. Washes it out in the uh, dishwasher and, and then just starts squirting it. <laughs> squirts it all in there. I remember when I worked at Chick Fil A in high school. One of uh, one of my friends, she would come in and uh, she would always bring, like, she was like a Heinz ketch- ketchup purist. I don't like ketchup, so I couldn't tell you. If uh, Heinz is you never quality. use ketchup. No, no ketchup's garbage. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was a little, a little strong. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think it's like I don't know. I, I want I want something sweet or uh, yeah. I don't know. It's not what I want dipping my fries in. Understandable. Although I do like uh, I do like like uh, places that have have like the vinegar. You can dip it in like the vinegar. That's pretty good. <sighs> Gives that savory. It's making my making my mouth water just thinking <laughs> about it. But she would get the, um, you know, Chick Fil A has those like big dippable packets of ketchup. Of ketchup. Yeah. And so she would always like fill up like her purse with them, <laughs> that so that she could then bring them to to school to use with the. Uh, oh yeah. With the French fries. That's smart. Yeah. Because they leave them out to grab too. At yeah. Chick-fil-A. Oh, I started my story the first time I realized how cheap McDonald's was. My grandfather had ordered uh, me a hamburger. I think he asked me, what do I want to eat? And I said, a hamburger. So he ordered a hamburger. In my mind, hamburger's the name of a category, and cheese is always included on there. Like, in my little kid brain, I didn't distinguish between cheeseburger and hamburger. Cheese was just part of the... Yeah, cheese is just another topping that you can... And so... It came and didn't have cheese, and I wanted cheese, so he told me to go and just ask for a slice of cheese. And so I went and asked for a slice of cheese, which in my mind, as a little kid, is like, no big deal. I paid for the meal. It's just a slice of cheese. Um, And so I go ask for it, and they're like, seven cents. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so I had to go get a quarter from my grandfather to give it to them so that they could break a quarter to get seven extra cents. And you were a child at this point. Yeah. And And you recognized the cheapness of McDonald's as a child. It was like, oh. Okay, you have to pay for everything at McDonald's. <laughs> and now your whole life, that's all you've thought about McDonald's. Yeah. I paid for a piece of cheese. Yep, I, I once paid for a piece of cheese at McDonald's. So, yes, the so the overall experience is Awful. diminished. Yeah. The price I, is just there to almost try to take advantage of you. Yeah. This time to McDonald's, two things were out, which I'm never a fan of when mm-hmm. things are out. The paper towels in the bathroom. Yep. Which you experienced that too, because mm-hmm. you tried to open the door with your leg. I hurt my thigh. You hurt your hand. <laughs> pulled the hand. Pulled the hand in there. Uh, and the ketchup, which you don't care for ketchup, but I noticed because I was going to get some. And they were out of ketchup? Yeah, they were out of ketchup. And hmm. well, they had ketchup packets out, but like the actual ketchup dispenser, which I'd prefer to use, was totally out. And in the bathroom, their air thing to wash your hands with or dry your hands, I don't know if you used it when you were in there. Nah, but it was awful. I didn't. I didn't want to. So you didn't even risk wash, it. or did you wash? I I washed, but then I just left them wet and then oh. like shook them like this as I was trying to open the door with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> People would have thought I was a ninja. Yeah, it just uh, looked awful. Horrible experience. Yeah, it, not to say like I'll still eat McDonald's. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like, no, I know <laughs> what I'm. I know what I'm getting when I go in there. As far as like the, I'm, I know it's the best right. thing they have going for them is the dollar soft drink. Mm-hmm. You're just driving down the road. You want a Diet Coke? Except you don't drink it. Oh, my gosh. Don't even bring it up. I'm driving down the road. (laughs) I want a Diet Coke. One dollar. Yeah. I don't even have to get out of the car. I can keep listening to my podcast. Is there no tax on it? It's one dollar. It's like 109. I don't know. That's a good question. Probably. I think it's like 109. Like 109? Can't skip that on the nine cents. Yeah. Experience overall, not the best. Yeah. And the last uh, twice now that we've gone there... Uh, this last time and another time. The first time, a lady was pushing us to use the self-checkout thing. I did not. You did not, and I did, and I was like, this is an awful experience. And I'll enumerate why it's an awful experience in just a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
But so this time we were standing there and nobody was even like at the register. No. Well, there was a guy standing there. But he wasn't like saying next. He <laughs> right. just he staring was like, to the left. <laughs> I'm like, what are you staring at? And do you need, like, what do you need? But he d- just didn't even offer to yeah. help her at all. And so, and so I, I, I decided that I was going to try to use the self checkout and try to do it faster than you could do it. Uh, did not work. No, it did not. Uh, and it's a terrible experience for multiple reasons. One, your hand gets all gross because you're touching this gross screen that everybody touches. Two, they don't lay out anything in a way that you can find what you actually want. It just tries to give you expensive items. Same as the menu. To pick. Same as the menu, except that you have to, like, physically navigate yourself through it to find, like, just where's a McDouble? Like, I just want, like, a... <laughs> it's so hard to find. Um, and then, yeah, and then it takes, like, five times as long. You don't immediately get your drink cup, so you're waiting and waiting and waiting. They deliver your food. You get your food. You sit down. You're ready. I still haven't gotten anything. You go to the bathroom to wash your hands. This is after I already went to the bathroom to wash my hands. <laughs> they deliver my food. He sets it down without saying anything, walks off, doesn't even take the little gross number thing that I had to pick up that also felt gross. And he walks off, and I'm like, Where's my drink cup? Bro, where's my drink cup? So then I have to get up and go bother them at the counter, which is eliminating the whole purpose of this machine to get my drink cup. I get my drink cup, and I realize, Oh, I didn't get any of my condiments. So I got yeah, up and go get condiments. And, and that was a horrible experience. It was impossible. It was impossible the to get them. The manager standing right there didn't even say a word. He made yeah. eye contact, and he just, like, turned around and just didn't kept walking. Like, yeah. Oh. And then I asked that lady who was in the drive-thru, working the drive-thru. <laughs> I was like, hey, can you help us for a sec? And she just pointed at her earphone thingy. And then just and turned around. to the drive-thru. It's like, gosh, dang, people. Like, can can I get a human, please? I just need two packs of honey and one fork. <laughs> and one fork. <laughs> Takes two seconds. If this were Chick-fil-A, they would all be out here ready be like for four me. Four of them ready for you. And there'd be a nice older lady saying, Can yeah. I get you a <laughs> refill? Do you need any help? Can I wipe off the table for you? I always forget that they have that older lady helping. I know Chick-fil-A is just such a better experience overall. Yeah. Way better. And what's rough is like sometimes you're craving McDonald's. Yeah, but the, like today. But the price point, it's always better to go to Chick-fil-A. I think I spent today the same amount as I would have spent on, like, a number one at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I, sp- I spent, like, seven bucks. I yeah. bet I, for another dollar I could have got a number one with large fries and a large half-unsweet tea, half-diet oh, lemonade. It's good from there. Mm. So all around, McDonald's. You got to get it together, man. So everybody else, turn off this podcast. We're just talking to McDonald's now. McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this is being played in the corporate <laughs> offices. The board of directors are sitting around listening to my voice. And uh, I just want to say, like, you used to know what you are, but I think you're just confused you're now. You're lost. You're lost. You're trying to be high-end. You're trying to be healthy. You're trying. You're going to embrace who you are. Yeah. I want quick, cheap burgers, hot fries yeah. that are terrible for me, and a dollar Coke. And that's all I want from you. And I know I'm going to get it. I don't care what you look like. You don't need to do some weird, fancy. Yeah. You advertising that a certain burger, like the Quarter Pounder with cheese, is made with fresh beef, only serves to draw questions as to what the rest of the menu is. <laughs> so I would prefer that you just tried not to be all fancy about it. And you just this just, is just a bigger burger. We just know what you are. Yeah, you gotta go Taco Bell's route. Hey, you come here when you're hungry. We have what you we need. we have what you need. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. no questions asked. We'll just give you the burgers. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I liked McDonald's for so long. Going back to what you just said, but just you know what you're getting every time you go. Mm-hmm. Never changes. That's the reason why In-N-Out Burger I think does so well as well. But oh yeah, yeah. Well, if we want to talk about price points, I would have spent less at In-N-Out Burger. And you got a way better hamburger. Why do we do this to ourselves? Because you picked. Well, on to the <laughs> next topic. <laughs> Is that, oh, my topic. I have one. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 I don't even know if it's really a topic. It's kind of like a, we've talked about it before in the office with other people. Mm. Um and everybody had different opinions. So I just want to hear from you, your opinion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like people listening probably uh, would be able to draw comparisons to this topic. But Parks and Rec versus The Office. Mm. A lot of people, well, I mean, I could share my thought. I want to hear your thought. 
but anyway, I feel like there's a large controversy between Parks and Rec and The Office. Which one's better? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we've talked about it. I kind of heard your response before. I know you've watched both fully. Have you watched all seasons of both? Probably 20 times for The Office. Yeah. Uh, at least. For some episodes for The Office, probably like 40, 50 times. Yeah. And then probably probably a solid like seven or eight times for yeah. Parks and Rec. So just overall, uh, compare. Which one is your – you can't say I like them both. <clears throat> your so, favorite and why. I find that they do different things in my heart and mind. They do, yeah. What I would say is overall, The Office is a show I'm going to watch more. And I would rate it higher on a list of my all-time favorite shows. I feel like, as a comedy, it is basically flawless. And it is hurt a little bit by, I feel like, the decline of Andy, Andy's character. He kind of regresses into what they wrote him out of. And I think I think that was just a poor writing decision where they didn't know where they were going with his character. You mean you mean as far as him starting as a salesman and then working into a manager role and he, then falling out of the manager role? Yeah, even in the manager role, I thought he was fine at first, but until he went to pick up Aaron. Yes, exactly. I was gonna say. I feel like that was they, the breaking point. They really wanted the, him and Aaron to get together for some reason. In, like I think they wanted to try to recreate the Pam and Jim dynamic with him and Aaron. You can't create that. They can't recreate that. No. That that was too that was too good the first time. So I think they should have let that lie. Just um, never because got... because then they tried to recreate it, realized they didn't have it, then they had to end it, and then they had to try to like keep it as if it's kind of a thing. And yeah, I, I think that so, so that was really unfortunate. But even in the midst of all of that, in those last two seasons, basically, um, and th- that is the glaring error of the mm-hmm. last two seasons. I wouldn't say it's Steve Carell's absence. I would say it is them trying to force that storyline. Yeah, because the surrounding storylines were still they're still great. Great. Yeah, they're still really good. They're still really funny. Angela and Dwight's storylines, like yeah. I, I love with the the lawyers. <laughs> Over the like, baby, the, like this is getting dangerously close to prostitution. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I just think there. Yeah, there's so many other good storylines. You know, Jim. I, I think Jim, the the storyline of um, athlete uh, is yeah. is a good storyline. I think it all that comes plays in the well. end of the eighth season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that all plays well and brings it brought it to interesting areas. When him and Daryl are roommates in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl's super messy. That's, uh, a, that's a great, great. Uh, no, Daryl's not super oh, messy. Oh, Jim, Jim is. is. And Daryl's trying to talk to Pam. <laughs> Jim's Jim's drinking, like, from his mug. It says Daryl on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yes, so I think, I think that there's a lot to love even in the – basically, I would say – the highs of the first several seasons of The Office all the way up until Steve Carell leaving. So the majority of The Office are so significantly higher than the highs of Parks and Rec. I, um, I, I think overall Parks and Rec is a very consistent show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the only difference is the, f- and I know for a fact, like you can read, they rewrote Leslie's character after the first season. That's why she acts so differently yeah. after that. Yeah. And I thought I think that is the best rewrite. Like it's very subtle in the way that they shift, but they shift her from being uh funny because she's a little bit ditzy to funny because she's overly passionate. Yeah. And so I think that that so that leads me into while I would rank the office higher overall, um the office speaks more to me uh comedically it sticks way more in my mind i think about it all the time but i feel like the 
show Parks and Rec uh, spoke more to me emotionally. Like, I feel like I, there were moments in Parks and Rec that I felt like, hmm, life lesson vicariously learned mm-hmm. through this. And I feel, I feel like it, it hit a similar note as uh, How I Met Your Mother in my life, where it was like... Such a good show. Yeah, like a really good show, um, very funny, but there was a lot in it that also felt like it was like, like I've got some stuff to learn from this yeah. sitcom. That was that's a that's a fun experience. It's a cool experience. I don't think most people watch sitcoms with that to get that out with of that it. kind yeah. of mind. Um, but I think it's cool when a show obviously cares in a way, like the episode with uh, uh, Marshall's when Marshall's dad dies. Oh yeah, it was a great episode. That's a such a gut wrenching. And, and you, I feel like you walk away from that episode going, hmm. Like, man, like the so, there's something in this that's going to stick with me and stick in my mind. Yeah. So I think that's the distinction for me between those those two shows. Overall, I would prefer The Office on a given day, but there's a special place that Parks and Rec has lodged itself mm-hmm. in my heart. Would you relate The Office to Seinfeld? Com- Comedy-wise, humor-wise. So I would say it's the closest to coming to Seinfeld mm-hmm. Um so Seinfeld is is known for the way that it has no downs. There is no le- life lesson. There's no at the end of the episode like feels. Yeah, there's yeah. no feels. Um, and I would say the first couple of seasons of The Office are basically that. Mm-hmm. There's basically no feels. There's there's slight feels. There's just very slight, like, oh, Jim likes Pam. But it's not really – you don't really start feeling yeah. it until, like, a couple of seasons in when it really so starts – characters start to build up and you start Developing, to, yeah. yeah. And because it felt kind of organic, they didn't necessarily set out to create what I think is a very defining television romance for people of our generation of, like, oh, man, like, like I feel like I watched this couple get together on TV um, and the blossoming of – what is maybe going to be the biggest star of the next decade in John Krasinski. That dude is going oh, yeah. all over. He's all over the place. Gone. Yeah, that's crazy. So it was Office his first thing, I think. It was, like main, it was his first big, main. Big thing. Yeah, it was his first big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that was good. Do, did you have something that you wanted to I, say? I, I really don't. I've, I've only seen, like, maybe two seasons of Parks and Rec. So I can't fully mm. – divulge on like my favorite from what i watched i'm still an office i prefer the office but maybe that's because i didn't get enough into like the character development like you said they rewrote leslie nope's yeah so character so i don't even i don't even know really what she turns into yeah you don't you don't really feel i i feel like you don't feel the same attachment until after so basically i think parks and rec and this might sound silly like asks you to think asks guys that are fans of Parks and Rec to think more complexly about women in a very healthy way. Yeah. And and the first season doesn't necessarily ask you to do that. But I feel like from the the moment they rewrite it, they Mark Brandanowitz leaves the show and Adam Scott and Rob Lowe come into the show. That's when the show really kicks off. Mm-hmm. It's similar but very distinctly different from the first season of The Office where they're just literally copying a couple of episodes yeah. of the, the British Office. British Office. Yeah. The pilot is basically word for word the same. And it's probably maybe that and maybe that's the same cuz even in The Office the first season or two you really don't have a ton of character development yet except for like the minor things between Pam mm-hmm. and Jim, like you know Jim likes Pam. I feel like after the second season of The Office, when you start to see these characters, like you start to see a different side of Michael. As far yeah. as like, I really that's what I appreciate most about The Office was um, Michael. Most of the time, I hate. You know, mm-hmm. like he is this jerk of a boss who is arrogant and ignorant. Like he doesn't like you know he just especially what, in the first like, season. Gosh, I, there's a major oh, yeah. writing shift yeah, that and happens. I, and I every time I watch it with my wife, we both 
look at each other and like, gosh, he, I am so embarrassed for him. Like the way he acts mm-hmm. and his attitude and like t- the way he talks. But then they just write in these things, like different parts of episodes where you're like, man, I love Michael. Mm-hmm. Like when Pam has her art show and he shows up and he's like, I'll buy it. You know, like, yep. and, and you, you always think of him as being this guy that is irritating and frustrating and mm-hmm. a horrible boss. But then they write in these lines that are just so creative right. to make you Again, the feels, like, emotion-wise, Seinfeld didn't have that. You right. Know, I don't ever – there's never a point in Seinfeld where I'm like, oh, man, Jerry, like he's not, yeah. a, not a womanizer anymore, you know, or No, I, and I think and that's, that's a with a bunch of characters, even with Dwight. Like, it comes out with Dwight. It comes out with every – almost every character, I feel like – You get a moment. Yeah, besides Toby. I feel like they've done a good job of keeping Toby pretty docile, and everybody, yeah. hates, everybody hates him all the time, but – Goodbye, Toby. <laughs> But with with Michael, like by the end of season six or seven, whenever he's gone for good, when mm-hmm. he marries Holly and they move, um, his character shift from he's still irritating and annoying sometimes. But at that point, you're like bought into him as a person because he, you know, like like he loves his employees and right. It's weird talking about this because he's not even real. But right, like that's I think what The Office did for me. It like. Every time I think about The Office, I just think of these people like they're real people. Like, after watching it, you're like, gosh, like, I don't know. No, totally. I think the writing was just so good. They just, they attach you to these characters so well. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. And again, maybe that's why I don't haven't really fallen into Parson Rec, because I didn't make it past, you know, the point of getting character development with all those characters and the new characters or whatever, but. Yeah, I think it's especially, Parks and Rec especially, kicks off once Rob Lowe's there Rob Lowe I feel I feel like you you really fall in love with Rob Lowe and and that's what helps open everything up like Rob Lowe Adam Scott uh, Aziz Ansari's character gets much more interesting uh, because at first he just starts out as like a sexual harassment lawsuit like waiting to happen that the Indian guy yeah 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 no I think it's definitely worth should revisit. A revisit. Last point in the office, though. I think one of the most underrated characters. Maybe not underrated, but maybe not a fan of many people. I, like, love Robert California. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in, me, me and my wife just rewatched the whole office, and I, don't, I think it's season eight when he's in there. Well, he's in there season eight and nine. I guess he's a CFO or CEO or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just cracks me up. Like his interview when he gets interviewed and he starts interviewing everybody else, like, <laughs> like basically making him feel horrible. Uh, I don't know. It's just I think he's a great character. Um, he's like, oh, I'll, really I'll get this. this discussion. I'll get this job. Yeah, that's a call I've, I've got, <laughs> received many times. Question is, do I want this job? <laughs> it's like, why are you here? But uh, yeah, I thought he was. He a great drove character. down to Florida <laughs> and convinced Joe to make him the CEO. Her, Her own, own job. job. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, that's uh, all I have on the office. But awesome, that was a good one. Thank you. It was your topic. I know, but you. Oh, okay. I thought you were thanking me yeah. for the the topic, yeah, for the topic. or thanking yourself for the topic. Thank myself. <laughs> uh, well, my final topic for today is littering, and this can be a shorter one. Uh, but uh. just to say, I wanted to share a story that happened recently to me at QT. I've seen people like litter before and uh-huh. it just frustrates me because it, it makes me feel like this person thinks that they are better than everybody yeah, else. Yeah. They're just going to throw trash into our collective shared space because they know somebody else will pick it up. Yeah. Like it's not worth my time to throw this away. You're so important. I know. I just yeah. want to punch him in the face. <laughs> it makes me so mad. It just makes me so mad. Uh, so I was pulling out of QT. I had just like gotten gas or a drink or something, and I was getting ready to turn right on the road towards my house. And the lady sitting in the left-hand turn lane is sitting there waiting to turn, just nomming through some Reese's. And, like, just one after the other. And, like... Like cups or Reese's like, Pieces? cups oh so she's getting after she it. she got several <laughs> several things of cups <laughs> yeah she's getting after it <laughs> she, and she's got her window cracked like a smoker would and she is tearing it open pulling it out throwing and then like 
you know, pulling the Reese's out of the little tray and then just tossing it out the, the tray, the tray out the window Not and then, and then the eat tray? it. No, j- just like, just, oh. I'm like, what are you doing, lady? <laughs> this is the grossest thing I've ever seen. You're just like destroying Reese's and throwing the <laughs> trash out the window. Uh, and you're parked right next to her? Yeah, oh, it was so frustrating. I wanted to, I, I, for a split second, I thought about parking, walking over, grabbing, them up. grabbing them, and then like throwing them into her window. Oh, that would have been the best thing ever. But I can't handle that much conflict in real life. In my mind, the the rage machine just rages, <laughs> but in real life, I don't have the guts yeah, to that's awful. do that. So then you just drove away angry. Yeah. I feel the same. I, growing up, I remember, my mother doesn't listen to this, so it's okay. <laughs> um, my mom would throw things out the window all the time. Really? And I would always ask her, like, hey, wh- or I went, I don't know how I would ask, like, I wouldn't ask her, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I wasn't like a kid like that, but I think I'd say, mom, why are you littering? Or I'd say something like that. And her response every time, regardless of what the object was, was, well, the birds can use it in a nest. <laughs> And uh, I remember thinking, how are they going to use that apple core? Like, what, what could be the possible, like, how could a bird use that? So she, I mean, she would throw, like, gum out the window and little wrappers. My mom is an OCD, like, doesn't like, um, she's really clean, and she doesn't like, like, straw wrappers or, like, any kind of napkin that might be wet or used. Mm. So, like, when we go out to eat, she immediately after all of us get our food with the drinks and straws, she collects everybody's napkins and straws and she goes to the bathroom and throws them away because she can't handle mm. being on the table. So when we were growing up, like if we ever stopped and got a drink and she had like a straw wrapper, she would always throw it out the window. Like she, she just needs to get like rid can't of have it, it around her. And like as growing up as a thing, me and my sister would like wet our straw wrappers and like throw them at her <laughs> 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 to try and irritate her or like wad up our napkins and like just leave them in front of her on the table and she would get so irritated. Uh, but growing up, she's like she would throw stuff out. And then I think internally I thought like, well, maybe the birds do use them for their nests. So I would throw stuff out the window, you know, all the time. And even now as an adult, I'm constantly like, man, I want to throw this out. Not litter. I think I have more of an issue with, like, is it biodegradable? Mm-hmm. And trying to d- decide, is this object, if I throw it out and no one picks it up, it will it will it eventually be, like, picked Return up? Return from whence it came. Yeah, or picked up by a bird or, like, I don't know. Yeah. So now I don't ever litter, but I'll, like, throw an apple core out the window if it's, like, yeah. an open desert field or, like, if there's a piece of food I have, like, I'll throw it out if it's... If I'm driving and I drop a french fry in that space between like the seat and the in the center console, you'll toss if, it out. If I can reach it, I'll toss that out the window. I'll, yeah, I'll toss like food out. Well, yeah, because people can or not people, I'm hoping people don't eat that. <laughs> Animals. Yeah, like, so they'll pick it up and they'll grab like, it. Like that thing will be gone overnight. Like there's no way a french fry just sitting out on the side of the road is not going to be gone. Well, if no animal gets it, it will last a long time. That's true. My uh, off subject. My economics teacher in high school <laughs> bought a, a chicken nugget and French fry meal from McDonald's, and he kept the French fries and two of the chicken nuggets, and he bought them in like the '80s when he first started teaching in high school. He started teaching Deer Valley when it opened in '82. He oh. was was there the first year it opened. He bought it. I don't know why he thought to keep it, uh, but he kept it, and to this day. Uh, he still has those two chicken nuggets and the fries, and they look no different than the ones I ate today. Are are they on display in his class? He has them in a box in like his office in like his classroom. Yeah, I think he uses it like at some point in his lessons about economy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that has to pertain to. But he talks a lot about McDonald's and like their franchise. But they look no different than like if they were sitting next to my food I had today, I wouldn't know the difference. You would have eaten it. Like they have kept that long, preservative wise. And that was in the 80s. That's pretty gross. So you threw it out the window, no animal got to it. It would stay there. I don't know <laughs> if it's biodegradable now that I think about it. It would stay there forever. <laughs> um, It'd be there till the heat death of the universe. Yeah. I'm not a fan of littering, obviously, but I still have an internal struggle, I think, sometimes to think, like, will this be biodegradable? Yeah. Will a bird use this in its nest? It's ingrained in my brain. Yeah. 
I think I do a pretty good job of storing up trash in my car. Till later, like to throw yeah, it out. To, and then when I get out of my car, like at home, yeah. I can pick it up and put it in the trash can in the garage. My wife does an incredible job at storing things in the car. <laughs> trash, trash for later. Champion store. Of for me to get out later. <laughs> All for you. <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for our topics. Let's uh, move on to Seinfeld. Yeah. Episode three, The Robbery. This episode, I feel like, well, I guess every episode doesn't really have a main. It reminds me more of the first episode than it does the second. Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of just like, oh, this is happening. Jerry got robbed on vacation while Lane is watching his house. And, like, there wasn't a whole lot to the episode. Yeah, I think this... Besides the moving with apartments that Elaine and Jerry were trying to finagle, like, figure out... Or Lane really wanted him to move out. Obviously, Jerry didn't really right. care. But that was the funny part. Like, Elaine, like, wanting him to move so badly... And Jerry just not about it. Just the classic Jerry. I guess then, like, Jerry and George fighting over who got to the apartment, that was that was pretty funny, too. Yeah. I forgot about that scene with the, the chews. <sighs> yes. Okay. I, I, that <laughs> You just stole that right out of my uh, that was a notes. Good, yeah. Like, the chews and everything is just, like, everything about that scene is, like, exactly how you act in high school. Or yeah, like that's the school. scene that I think about the most from that episode. Like, one, I think this continues to be – to show how tightly written they want the show to be. Yeah. They establish in the beginning, Elaine is having trouble in her apartment and then she's going to be house sitting for Jerry and enjoying the perks of having this slight upgrade in apartment. And George mentions that there's an apartment available, but Jerry has no reason to move, but then he gets robbed and it feels like, okay, maybe I shouldn't move out of this place to a nicer place. And so, so that's that's what gets all of the pieces moving. It's very yeah. tightly written. Yeah. Nothing, even though they're not talking about anything, everything serves a purpose to advancing this story of minutia. Yeah. <laughs> and so that leads to, yeah, the the cool. two. So the two scenes, the two things I think about from this episode. One, when uh, Elaine's like. Somebody left the, the oh, Kramer comes the, the in. door open, and Kramer, <laughs> and then and then he's explaining to to Kramer uh, the point of the lock. The, yeah, he's like, I spent all my money on the Clapco three thousand. It has only one design flaw: the door must be closed. <laughs> and then Kramer's like, "Well, I'm just gonna return the spatula." <laughs> and then I got caught up watching a soap opera. Yeah, watching a soap opera, the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> Uh, yes, and so uh, I think th- I think that is great. And then the chews, I I think about the chews all the time because they do the coin flip. And George, George is like that friend in high school. Yeah, <laughs> interference. Of course, it, it touched the table. Everybody knows that. Yeah, that same <laughs> friend that calls all the fouls in basketball. Yeah, everything. You're like, what the heck, bro? <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, you're he's you're like backing him down. Ah, oh, foul, foul, <laughs> foul. Uh, like, what are you talking about? And the end of the choose, the, the best part is when George is like, it's your apartment. I'm just going to use the restroom, wash my hands. And then he wa- <laughs> as the door is closed, why did I choose a two? Why did I choose two? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah, uh, that's great. George's just regret and self-loathing. Because then it goes into like them at the restaurant like the very next mm-hmm. day or whatever. It's like a different day, I think. And they're in the restaurant. George, They're like talking about what's on the menu. And then George is like, Gosh, I still just can't get over that chew. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. Did, did you ever do chews? I never did. I always did rock, paper, scissors, or coin flips. I, I didn't even know chews was a thing until I saw this episode for the first time. I remember sitting and thinking, what is this? So so obviously they throw out. A one or a two. Oh, is it a one or a two? It's a one or a two only. And I didn't know this either until last night when I watched it. Mm. I always thought if you threw out a two and someone else threw out a one, the two won because it, like, eats the one. No, I think they're doing odd, odds. Odds are even. Odds are even. It is the combined even. numbers. Yeah, so, like, two, that's an even. Three, four. Odds would be a stupid one to pick because you would never – your odds would be against Maybe you. Maybe you can throw out a, a zero. A zero. 
but yeah, I never knew that till last night that it was odds or evens. I always thought it was legit, like a Pac-Man or something. Like the yeah. two would eat the one. If you threw out a two or one, it was a draw. That's what I always thought. It's if you both throw out the same thing, it's a draw. If you throw out different things, it's wait. You're saying it's a draw if they both throw are, out the are so the person the person with evens wins if you throw out the same thing. The person, the person with odds with wins, odds wins if, it's if, different. You, if you throw out something. If but you, you have to be able to throw a zero then, or throw out a nothing. I don't think so necessarily. I don't know. We're, we should plot this out and follow up. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what like the the exact because it doesn't it doesn't feel no. like it's even. No, it feels like but, especially from the episode. There neither of them, neither of them throw out a, a zero. Yeah. I was. Uh, I thought it was funny the way they say it too. Once, twice, choose. Once, twice, choose. Yeah. It, and I love. I love how fast it is. It's, it's like super once, quick. twice, choose. Once, twice, choose. And, and then, then and the like, like <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, he like gets himself psyched up and comes back and it's like once, twice, choose. Mine. <laughs> once, twice, choose. Mine. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> he it's gets himself back into it. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah, I like the way they lead into that too. He's like, I got odds. You got evens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then it ends with the uh, waitress getting the, the apartment. apartment, and the waitress's husband like, "It's been great. I've been running to the park. I've lost weight." <laughs> and the masseuse that lives the next masseuse door. That lives next door. <laughs> yeah, that's the, uh, uh, the kicker for it all. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode though. I didn't feel like it had time going on again, like you said. Just mm-hmm. all builds on that one. And and I think it continues to establish the way that Seinfeld episodes end too. Uh, much different than The Office, um, the the way that the episodes end too are just like one-liners of unresolved comedy that just and then it free, freeze frames and it ends. And that's how it is for the all nine seasons. Yeah, which is yeah. awesome. And so it's continuing to establish that, which I feel like is a more classic sitcom mm-hmm. thing. But I feel like it's different with Seinfeld because it's not because there's no. It's it's the only sitcom up until then. Sitcoms were family matters. They were you know, House on the Prayer. Yeah, listen, Johnny. Like today yeah, it all was had like a good like moral meaning. At right the there end. was there was a Full dad figure giving a lesson. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, no, it just ends with them all moping, mad that they <laughs> they didn't all get their way. And then the the guy just talks about how he's got to do something with except, his apartment. Except for the very last episode. Ever. Mm-hmm. It does not end in a freeze frame. Yep, that's true. It's a back out from the jail cell. Yep. And they're talking about the second button. Man, you're, you're skipping like... I know, I'm sorry. But now we're talking about it. But now we're going to have to recap this like <laughs> 500 episodes from now. In like three years. <laughs> in like three years. Remember three years ago we were talking about this. <laughs> I told you to save it, but now you can say what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Next week, uh, episode four. Yep, Make sure you four. catch up if this is your first time listening. That's right. You can just jump right in. There's, uh, the, There's no plot line. Yeah, you you don't need <laughs> you, you don't need character development. The characters don't develop. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same from day one. Yep. all the way. Uh, the only thing that changes is uh, for some reason George is a realtor right now. Yeah, which I is, always is forget about odd. that. Be- yeah, because usually he like either works with the Yankees in some cr- weird high power job or he's like unemployed. Yeah, what is his job title for the Yankees? The assist or uh, the tr- not traveling secretary, what is it? Or is it the traveling secretary? It may I be traveling it secretary. The tra- traveling secretary for the New York Yankees. Yeah, like he knows what he does. <laughs> Books hotels. Yeah. <laughs> it's either uh, that or he works for another company before that. He's like a, I don't know what he does. Now, when Susan dies, he becomes the, uh, like the executor of the nonprofit oh, foundation. Yeah. <laughs> He's like trying to give out scholarships to people. Yeah, man, we could jump around for days. Uh, yeah, we should we should put a kibosh. <laughs> should, move, should, on, should move on on this and uh, move into our final segment. Everybody's favorite, the World the Cup. World Cup. Yeah, I'm I'm like a little bummed because it's almost over. Me too. And I I've just ha- realized there's four games left, and it's it. And one of them is a, a, a is a loser, loser third game. and fourth place, yeah. which I mean it's still fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, it seems like it's gone by super quick. Especially me being home every day, getting to watch. I mean, I've watched every game except for when I was gone, California. Yep. But it seems like it's gone by so fast, and we have the two games next week, and then like a week break, and then two more games. Dang. And uh, I'm like super bummed, because then the next World Cup is actually like four and a half years. I know. Away, in Qatar. 
because it's going to be a winner, a winnable cup. And well, not winner for them. The silver lining of that is that then the following one will be like three and a half years away. Yeah, so that'll be the good, the good <laughs> side. And the silver lining of it three and a half years away in the United States. Yeah, and we'll be potting live from, yes. a, for, from a hotel room <laughs> somewhere our, near. Or from a live show. Oh, that'd be sweet. Before the World Cup, live <laughs> show 2026. Get your tickets now. I will accept a cash app. <laughs> Uh, fifteen dollars. I will reserve your gosh. Your I cannot. Ticket. I cannot wait till it's in the U.S. And I know. I'm praying. Well, we already know where they're going to be. Not Phoenix. Yeah, not uh, Phoenix. They have the a closest list. Portland or Seattle. Uh, I, probably to L.A. One, well, no, but there is one in Seattle or Portland. Yeah, but there is one in L.A. too. Uh, I think so. I think L.A. is is on the list. Kansas of City places. Kansas City. Chicago. Dallas. Not Chicago. Not Chicago, so. But Chicago is where the World Cup was when it was here. Yeah, it was one one, one of, of the, the locations. One of the locations. Um, L.A. You think it'll be at the Rose Bowl, or do you think it'll be at? I think it will be at the new LAFC Stadium. Uh, I think it will be at the new Rams Stadium oh, yeah. whenever that gets built, finished being built. So I think that will probably be. Although the LAFC Stadium is pretty sick. It's yeah. like right downtown. And it's yeah. got that opening on the one corner. Yeah. So you can see the downtown area. I love when stadiums incorporate the downtown area, like PNC Park, where the Pittsburgh Pirates play. Yeah. That has a lot of peas. Oh, it's so nice. The pop filter on here is going crazy. Uh, yeah, it's so cool seeing it just, you know. Right on the waterfront. Stadium, yeah. waterfront buildings. Yeah. It's very cool. But, yeah. Uh, the Red Stadium the same way in Cincinnati. Yeah. It sits on the river. Uh, Was that Great American? Mm-hmm. The Great American. Ballpark. But anyways, uh, we're gonna talk about the World Cup for a minute. We got four teams left. We got Croatia, mm-hmm. England, and then Belgium, France. Yep. And uh, I think that's a crazy top four too, compared to like who started. Obviously, who started the World Cup? Brazil being gone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad. I mean, maybe not too sad. Germany being gone. Spain being gone. All these teams that I'm assuming people thought were gonna make it at least to the top four. Totally. Yeah. Croatia. I just didn't imagine them being there. I didn't imagine Belgium being there. I, I, I thought Belgium could, but but I thought it would be a very, you know, that I didn't pick them to get past Brazil. Yeah, I didn't pick them to get past Colombia. So, and Colombia didn't even make it in. And, you know, one of the storylines is uh, the dominance, question mark, because it's been such a weird World Cup of – uh, the European teams, you know, oh, it, yeah. it's hard to call it dominance, but you know, that's all that's left is, is, is European clubs. There's not, you know, no South American representation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought it was interesting <clears throat> Yeah, to, to think about. Yeah. So Belgium, France, that's going to yeah, be, we'll, t- we'll, we can each take uh, one of these yeah. to kind of preview this matchup. Yeah. Um, and you'll have you have Belgium, France, right? Yeah, and they play on Tuesday, I believe. It's Tuesday at eleven o'clock, and I think that's going to be. I mean, I like. I'm not biased. I'm, I like. I want. I think Belgium's going to win the World Cup, anyways. But I think that's going to be the best game out of the two semifinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't think Croatia and England are going to have a good game. I just think both these teams have great offenses. Number one, I think it could be a really good scoring game. Mm-hmm. You know, where both teams have a lot of shots on target. A lot of team, both teams have a lot of opportunities. Um, when you look at France's like front three, I mean, you have Giroud, who's didn't do much last game. He didn't score any goals. Um, but who's that player for France? Griezmann. Griezmann. He's awesome. Antoine Griezmann. Um, I think he's a a great a great player. Benjamin Pavard. Pavard. Mm-hmm. He's a great great player up in the midfield and up top as well. Uh, or in the back, but he plays forward a lot. Um, and then for Belgium, you obviously have Lukaku and Eden Hazard. Um, De Bruyne, is that how you say it? De Bruyne? De Bruyne? Mm-hmm. De Bruyne? Um, so I don't know. I just think this is going to be a sweet game to see a lot of shots, a lot of opportunities, a ton of offense. Um, and again, going back to what we talked about when we did the World Cup podcast, is when you have a team like Belgium who knows that they can score – they're not as worried 
about conceding goals. Maybe they will be more so with France because France obviously has the ability to score as well. But um, right, and I that's just, Belgium is offensively they have incredible assets and Hazard, De Bruyne, his goal against um, Brazil just to keep him in it. I mean, it was incredible. Lukaku, I mean, he gets the ball and holds it. Like, he can hold the ball up there forever. He's physical. He's big. He's different than mm -hmm. any other kind of forward, like Brazilian, like those Brazilian forwards. Yeah. Super tiny and quick and not very strong. Like, I don't know. And to go back a couple of games to the – was it uh, the Japan game? Japan-Belgium. Japan-Belgium. Yeah. Uh, that goal on the last second before going into uh, extra time there – the goal of the fast break, the last play of the game, the last kick of the ball of the game, when uh, Lukaku, like the ball came in and Lukaku had that perfect leave and fake. He drew the defenders in and oh, he yeah. didn't touch the ball and he just let it go right past yeah. him for the goal. Uh, that was incredible. Oh, yeah. So th they're just, they're such a fun team to watch. The mm -hmm. only thing that I'm interested in knowing is how they deal with uh, a pretty good. French defense that can and and a French attack with Kylian Mbappe and uh Conte and Thomas Lamar and Pogba mm -hmm. that and Griezmann like they can counter attack perhaps just as well as Belgium and I feel like Belgium it doesn't have as strong of a defense as as France so I feel like Belgium is going to have to be careful that they don't get caught out because we saw Mbappe can run, outrun oh, yeah. the entire team in the, in one sh you know length of oh, yeah. of, of the of running yeah. and uh, leave everybody behind him. He's one on one with the keeper, and that's just just a straight up sprint sprinting contest. He's yeah. just so fast. Yeah. So, real quick though, going back to France, I think I didn't even think about someone like Pogba, who if he plays the way he played two games ago, where he was playing that supportive role and just dishing balls left and right super dangerous too for belgium yeah almost like a firmino for brazil which they didn't play very much but that same kind of player that if he plays not Start selfishly <laughs> not selfishly uh pogba can play incredible balls and yeah you know has incredible sight and vision from that position where he's playing at to be able to yeah either way i think the game is going to be super fun to watch and Offensive, I hope, just fun on that aspect is hopefully a lot of shots on goal and so targets. And gut, gut feeling, who's going to win? Belgium. Belgium? Belgium. I think my gut feeling is also Belgium. Yeah. I'm rooting for Mart Martinez, Roberto Martinez. Eden Hazard, baby. Real quick, though, uh, Eden Hazard, I was just looking at their roster. There's another Hazard on Belgium. Oh, interesting. Thorgon. It's like a superhero name. <laughs> Thorgon Hazard, and it kind of looks like Eden Hazard. I don't know if it's his brother or something. You have to report back to us. I am going to next next episode. Next episode. That will be the follow-up. Everybody's waiting. <laughs> Everybody's waiting Thorgon. with, with bated, bated breath to find out this answer. They could just look it up for themselves, but no, they want to no, hear it from the horse's mouth. Else. That's right. So uh, real quick, we'll wrap up here uh, in just a second, but uh, the final game of uh, these semifinals is Croatia versus England. Mm. And uh, England, man, they uh, really exercised some demons uh, in winning a penalty shootout. Uh, fun fact, I didn't know this before the penalty shootout, that they haven't. Get, yeah, that they haven't. And their manager, Gareth Southgate, mm -hmm. is was on uh, a one of their Euro teams that lost in, in, in penalties in penalties. Yeah. And so he's had them taking penalties every day in practice for like a year. Like, at, oh my like gosh. every time they're together as a, as a national team, they're doing penalty practice and it paid off. They it's, got to exercise that demon. I, I thought it was over when Henderson missed his penalty. I know. I, was like, I, oh I felt so bad gosh. for Henderson, and especially. Yeah. Cause like quality player, like should easily yeah. have made a PK. Oh yeah, like no no question. And then he missed it, and I was like, oh man, England's out. England's out. But they're in, 
And so Croatia having another couple of fun penalty shootouts, having to face down Russia in that Cinderella story. Yeah. So it's going to be. I'm happy they're out, though. Yeah, me too. I was thankful because I, I was just waiting for something sketchy to happen where it's like, is Russia, is Russia buying this uh, <laughs> buying this tournament with yeah. money? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited for this matchup. I think it will be a good game. I think England will have a problem if they play more direct with their midfield, but they Croatia seems very interested in splitting Rakitic and Modric wider. I don't know why they don't use such a strong midfield duo to overwhelm mm-hmm. people in the middle of the field. Because yeah, Modric never is like pushed up. He's always they keep swinging and, them out wide yeah. and playing in balls through the air. And I feel like that's why they haven't quite been as they're almost like a support. Yeah, role. Like it doesn't even feel like like Modric is definitely one of like the best player on that team. Oh yeah, and, and Rakitic he, is right behind. Yeah, and they're basically like passing back to them. And then yeah. using them to play balls in. Right. Exactly. And and I think if if they decide to play that way, I think England will eventually win. Because I think they'll just get a ball on the counter, Harry Kane in some dangerous space. I think they'll do enough to be able to win or it will go to penalties mm-hmm. again because they won't be able to create enough. Yeah. But I think if they play more direct with their midfield then I think it's a different ga- a different game. They're going to be playing in a lot more dangerous locations mm-hmm. as opposed to balls in for Mandzucic to yeah. to try to play against the the England backline. You know, yeah. so who knows? We'll see. I think my gut feeling is that England is going to win. So my gut feeling is Croatia. I said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I, I do – England's played great the whole World Cup, really. They have mm-hmm. a young team. Like, super cool, like, to see a young team like this. Yeah, they're a very young team. Um, I don't think anybody but Gary Cahill and Jordan Henderson have played in a World Cup before. I'm looking. Maybe a few. Sterling might have been on the end of the bench yeah. of the last World Cup. But, like, their keeper, Pickford, mm-hmm. first first time. Um, and just looking at their roster, just a bunch of young players that really haven't even been in the EPL for super long either, at least starting, you know, like these players that you see in here. Um, so I've, I've liked watching them play up to this point, but then the last game, um, I know you didn't catch all of it. Mm-hmm. They just looked really sloppy and, Defensively, they were doing okay. Their keeper, Pickford, saved them a ton of times. I mean, he great goalkeeping that game. Uh, I just I hope for England, Raheem Sterling just did really bad mm-hmm. last game. Not that not to say anybody has a bad game, but I feel like there's players like Marcus Rashford, even though he's young. I I was disappointed that he yeah. didn't make it onto the field at all. And I'm he's hoping- a player to me. And and this isn't just because they play on the same team, mm-hmm. um, but I think of him like Pogba, like he being on the field changes the whole dynamic oh, of yeah. the game. And I think at times at Manchester United, Raf- Rashford outshines Pogba, and so yeah, it's just it's, and Rashford didn't start this year for Manu. Not always. I no. think he started a few, but like he's just a great. He's like he's like your typical like young player that you know in the next couple of years is just going to yeah, evolve into something awesome. Um, so I don't know. I think, like, it'll be telling this this upcoming week who they start. Um, Rashford and Sterling will play the same position. But Harry Kane, you know, obviously he didn't do a ton this last game either. So I don't know. I just didn't like – I didn't like the way they looked when they were playing. Deli Ali, though, mm. he's awesome, man. He is good. He – uh yeah, he's a his was it the single the header was his the header no his was the shot, which was awful for Sweden. <laughs> Sweden it went right into his fingers. Deli Ali's goal right yeah. into the goalkeeper's fingers, and he like tried to pop it over, and it just like it just kept, like fell right back. back. Yep, that was Deli Ali's goal. But he's a great player. Um, hopefully, you see more from him. So I don't know. My gut feeling is Croatia. I think, I think Croatia takes it. Especially because I think Croatia has the mindset, maybe, like, hey, we're going to sit back and defend. Mm-hmm. 
they have a lot of players that are good offensively for England. So maybe Croatia takes that as like, hey, let's defend and play our chances when we get them and use Modric and is it Rat Ratkovic? Ratkovic? Rakitic. Rakitic. Well, there you have it. Our predictions going into the semis. We will be back potting after the final. So what's your your final is Belgium versus Croatia, and who do you think is going to win? Belgium. And mine Belgium. is Belgium and England. And, ooh, man, I'm Dude, excited. Be I'd be excited for that game oh, so yeah. much. Oh. I'm going to think, I don't know, I like the story of this being the England team of destiny. It'd be incredible. So I think I'm going to go England. England team of destiny. England's going to win. So you've picked your Two side. to two in a shootout against Belgium. Two to two in a shootout? Yeah, penalty Man. shootout. I pray it does not happen, though, that way. That'd be crazy. There's already been so many the shootouts drama. this whole World Cup. I know. Yeah. I've loved it. The yeah. drama. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. I think Belgium. Awesome. Well, All we'll right. see if, if we're correct how we did. It'll probably be France versus Croatia in a 1-0 <laughs> game. Unexciting. Yeah. Awful. So we'll be back the week following the World Cup final. I'm getting married this weekend. That's why we can't follow up until after that. That's right. So thank you for listening. We appreciate your ears, your time, your attention. You can spend it elsewhere. We appreciate that you spend it with us talking about litter and talking (laughs) about McDonald's and talking about Seinfeld and talking about soccer. So uh, we hope to see you back next time. Remember to subscribe. Remember to share the podcast with other people that might find this interesting. And we'll see you next time.